Amen. I want us all to stand this morning. We're going to sing a worship song. I know the devil shows up in the service. We ain't going to let him have any rule this morning. Uh, amen. Just the spirit of heaviness here. But let's worship this morning. Uh, James is going to lead us in a song. And, and surely set your heart on God. Raise your hands. Raise your voice. Let's worship him this morning. Right. How great is our God? Great is your faithfulness. Yeah. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. You never change. You never fail, oh God. True are your promises. True are your promises. You never change. You never fail, oh So we raise. So we raise. God, we love you, we praise your name. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, it's good to be in the house of God. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you, platform workers. Thank you again for your giving uh, this morning. Amen. I want to preach on wisdom this morning. I mean, we can use some of that always. Uh, amen. But I uh, ask you to stay seated as much as you can. Uh, I mean, you don't really want to miss it. It all connects together. So uh, every day after school, a son of a well-known rabbi would enter his house, place his backpack on the dinner table, uh, leave the house through the back door, and head into the woods behind the house. At first, the rabbi gave little thought to his son's ritual until it continued for days and then weeks. Every day, out into the wood for almost a half hour. The, the rabbi grew concerned. My son, he asked one day, I notice that every day you leave our home and spend time in the woods. Uh, what is it that you are doing? Oh, Pop, uh, the son replied, there's no need to worry. I go into the woods to pray. It is in the woods that I can really talk to God. Oh, the rabbi said, clearly relieved. Uh, but you should know, the son of a rabbi, that God is the same everywhere. Yes, Pop, uh, I know that. I know that God is the same everywhere, but I am not. You know, this boy had some wisdom. And he knew, listen, I didn't have to get away with God, spend some time in prayer. God spend, How many know we need wisdom in life? Proverbs chapter 3, if you've got your Bible, Proverbs 3. Well, we start at verse 13, but uh, speaks of wisdom here. Uh, Proverbs 3, starting verse 13, said, Blessed is the one who finds wisdom 
And one who gets understanding for the gain from her is better than the gain from silver and the profit better than gold. Verse 15, she is more precious than jewelry or, and nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand her left hand is riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness and all of her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who hold to her. Those who hold her fast are called blessed. Verse 19. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding he established the heavens. By his knowledge the depths of the deeps broke open and the clouds dropped down their dew. Let's pray. Father, I'm asking you this morning, God, to be with us. Give us wisdom, God. We desperately need your word. The deep broke open and the clouds dropped down their dew. So uh, God holds wisdom in his hand. Uh, God is the author of wisdom, amen. If you read the Bible, you see it. Uh, you can glean it. You can get it in you. Uh, the Bible speaks of men and women that use wisdom. First uh, Kings 3 talks about Solomon. You remember the story where these two ladies claimed uh, their, this boy as their sons, and, and they're arguing back and forth. And finally, Solomon said, bring the, the child in. They bring the child in. They lay down the table. Bring me a sword. Yeah, cut cut the child into the real mother. Says no, don't hurt the child. Uh, you know, give and and Solomon by wisdom said that's the real mother. Give the child to him. Oh no, it's wisdom. First uh, Chronicles twelve speaks of men of Issachar uh, being men of understanding of their times. Verse thirty two of Issachar, men who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. Two hundred chiefs and all their kinsmen under their command so they were well known these 200 men this tribe uh, Issachar these 200 men they have understanding they got wisdom in knowing the times uh, they can connect the dots they can help people out uh, they're men under command uh, they're not doing their own thing but uh, wisdom was there James 1 says uh, uh, God gives wisdom to those who ask verse 5 uh, if any one of you lack wisdom let him ask God who gives or give generously to all without reproach, uh, it will be given to them. And I believe that. That's why every morning I'm asking God, God, give me wisdom. Uh, God, be generous uh, in wisdom with me. God, give me your mind, your heart. Uh, that's a prayer we all should pray. You know, one of the problems we see throughout Scripture and life is God's people not using wisdom. Jonah 1, verse 1 through 3. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, uh, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, that great city. Call out against it, for their sin has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Uh, Jonah didn't use wisdom there. We know what happened. That didn't turn out well for Jonah. He finds a, a ship that goes to Tarshish. We know what happened. A big storm uh, comes up on the sea. People, it cost people financially it cost people their livelihood many of the other men are throwing everything overboard because of jo Jonah's foolishness uh, there to the last Jonah is thrown over uh, swallowed by fish comes to his senses uh, and if, and the big fish spits him on the shore but he just simply didn't use wisdom if he had used some wisdom none of that would have happened uh, think of all the men uh, uh, financially that went ruined that day that would have kept their finances uh, on that ship, it could have been a blessing or fame, but because of a lack of wisdom, it wasn't there. First Kings 18. 
Lysh has this great victory on Mount Carmel. The false prophets are, are all done away with. Uh, the people are falling on their face. Great is the Lord. We will serve Him. Uh, great victory. But chapter 19, Jezebel says some words, and Elisha is on the run for his life into the wilderness. I know that wasn't wisdom. Uh, he just had a great victory on Mount Carmel. God moved. And how many know God would have moved uh, in chapter 19? Uh, God could have shut up this woman, Jezebel, uh, but because of, there was no wisdom involved, Elijah's running for his life uh, into a wilderness, and, and all kinds of bad things happen. 2 Samuel 12, David commits adultery with Bathsheba. If that wasn't bad enough, he tries to cover it up, and it caused Uriah his life, a lack of wisdom. And so we see all through the Bible, when wisdom is not used, uh, it causes a lot of damage and a lot of hurt. Ephesians 4. There are some of the Ephesians church uh, that are being very foolish in what they're doing and how they're thinking. Verse 17. Now this I say in testifying the Lord that you, uh, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do. These are Christians. Must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in a fatality or pointlessness and, and usefulness of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, due to the hardness of their hearts, they have become callous and have given themselves to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. Verse 20, uh, but that is not the way that you have learned Christ, assuming that you have learned Him. Sometimes I'm like, are you even a Christian? Come on. I mean, some decisions people make, the way they act sometimes, uh, that's not being a Christian. Paul is dealing with some people that are not wise here. Uh, wisdom is not in their vocabulary at all. But Paul is saying what, uh, what is a Christian, verse 22. He goes on to say, put off, uh, uh, put off the old self which belongs to the former matter of life and is corrupt through deceitful desire and be renewed in the spirit of your mind uh, that you put on the new self created after the likeness of God it's your righteousness and holiness. So Paul is saying, listen, uh, part of living for God is wisdom. It's taking off the flesh, uh, bringing on the Spirit, and begin to think like God, begin to think like Christ. The new man or woman desires to use wisdom. Look at verse 25. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of us speak the truth with his neighbor. Uh, for your members one to another, be angry and sin not. Do not let the sun go down upon your anger. Give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief uh, no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, uh, not, but only such as good for the building up, as fit the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. As uh, so do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God, is, as God in Christ forgave you. So Paul is saying, listen, uh, wisdom has to be there. And wisdom says, listen, uh, not only are we Christians, but we act like Christians, we speak like Christians, uh, our behavior is Christian. Most of you, probably all of you, read about the Chesapeake Walmart gunman. 
But he wrote a manifesto before uh, going on this killing spree. I want to read some of it to you. It says, Sorry, God. I failed you. This was not your fault, but my fault alone. I failed to listen to the groans of the Holy Spirit, which uh, made me, or which made me a poor representation of you. I was harassed by idiots of low intelligence and lack of wisdom. I can't say that they were the only ones that lacked intelligence and wisdom. I was just as guilty and failed my management team uh, and everyone that. Uh, ever loved me my associates laughed and made subtle code speeches even or which I eventually figured out I thought they were my friends but they betrayed me a few months back overheard them talking and said they had been trying to get rid of me since day one after I heard that I lashed out the associates gave me twisted grins mocked me uh, created downfall or created my downfall or celebrated my downfall that's why they, su- they must suffer the fate as I. said, so my true intent was never to murder anyone. I was actually one of the most loving people in the world that you would ever know. I hope that people will learn from everyone's mistake and truly love God and not the material possessions of the world. I'm, thinking, I'm listening to this. I'm reading this. I'm listening to it. My, here's a man at some point had a, at least a religious experience. Uh, he knew about the groanings of the Holy Spirit. He knew some things. Uh, but as I'm thinking about, here's a man that had no wisdom. A man in his mind, as Paul says to the Corinthian, or Ephesian church, uh, fertility or pointlessness, senselessness of their mind. Uh, here's a young man that never gave his mind over to God, uh, never embraced any wisdom at all, uh, and now, simply through the flesh, he does this horrible act, uh, and lives are lost. But listen, I, I see people in church all the time that lacking wisdom uh, and end up messing up all kinds of stuff. Let me ask you, is wisdom guiding your talk this morning? Is wisdom guiding your behavior and your actions? Or is it your sinful mind? Well, they did this, I'm doing that. Was that wisdom? You know, Colossians, Paul says that wisdom is in the continuing. Verse 23, If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in the creation under heaven, in all creation under heaven, and of which Paul became a minister. Paul says, listen, the wisdom is continuing in in the gospel. Not one day in, one day off. Well, they did this to me. I'm doing that back. No, continuing. Not being in and out, off step, but continuing in the things of God. Look secondly at the fruit of wisdom. Wisdom has a rich treasure box, chest full of blessing, waiting for those embracers. Look at our text. It said, Blessing is the one who finds wisdom, and the one who gets understanding for the gain she uh, the, from, or for the gain from her is better than the gain from silver and her profit better than gold. She is more precious than jewelry and nothing you desire can compare to her. Long life is in her right hand and her left hand is riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness and her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Those who hold fast are called blessed. At the beginning of our text, it says, Blessed are those who find wisdom. At the end of our text, it said, Blessed 
are those who lay hold or lay fast of her. Uh, so this word blessed is used. This word blessed means adored, divine, or consecrated. Uh, in other words, it means wisdom brings virtue. Uh, wisdom uh, has the element of virtue that it brings into your life when you simply use wisdom. Uh, there's a grace of God upon your life. There's a, f- a, f- a favor of God that begins to flow through your life. We see in verse 16, it speaks of this virtue. It says, long life is in her right hand. In her left hand is riches and honor. Her ways are the way of pleasantness. Uh, and her path are peace. She is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. So he's talking about things given to you and I through wisdom. Amen. Within her hands uh, are these precious things. As we embrace God's wisdom, uh, these things are given to us. Uh, in her right hand's life, her left hand's riches and honor, pleasantness, peace. Uh, all that is in wisdom. You say, I don't know, Pastor. I have not seen that in my life. Well, let me ask you, have you found wisdom? And are you laying hold of wisdom? You can't have verse 16. If you're always being triggered by a look, by words or people, uh, amen, if you're always flying off the hook, uh, if you don't get your way. You can't have what verse 16 says uh, if you're being triggered by the flesh uh, and your behavior and your actions uh, are representing the flesh. You're not going to have this, what verse 16 says. But your life can have it all. I said, blessed is the one who finds it and the one who lays hold of it. In other words, God wants to give you these blessings. God wants to uh, these virtues. God wants it a part of every Christian's life. But we have to lay hold of this. We have to find it, lay hold of it. I'm not letting it go. Uh, I'm not going to be foolish. I'm not going to be in the flesh. But I'm going to uh, use the wisdom of God here. Verse 14, it speaks of the value of wisdom. Says so for the gain, uh, for the gain from her is better than the gain from silver, and her profit better than gold. She is more precious than jewelry, and nothing you desire can compare to her. You know, so many people have this backwards. They spend their whole life chasing after gold, silver, and the things of this world. They end up miserable, frustrated, physically, spiritually, uh, and morally bankrupt. We have it backwards instead of seeking God uh, and laying hold of wisdom. Amen. We're, we've got it reversed. We're going to lay hold of what we call blessing and, and it backfires. Our text says gold, silver is found in getting wisdom. In other words, if, you, if we would spend time reading God's word, spending time in prayer, I believe we'd have all the gold, silver, pleasantness, and peace we need. Listen, if we get in God's Word and spend time in it, uh, God speak to me in prayer, God minister, we'd have all, all we need. We'd have everything, material we need, the, the gold, the silver, we'd have all we need spiritually, the pleasantness, the peace, uh, in relationships, our marriage, our mind. Uh, we'd have everything we need if we, if we seek God's wisdom here. You know, wisdom teaches us how to use while we have to be a blessing in the kingdom of God. 2 Samuel 24. A plague had broke out on Israel. Twenty-some thousand uh, men have died. The prophet tells David to uh, go build an altar and sacrifice to God and the plague will stop. Verse 24 and 25, David finds the spot, 
and the owner of the property wants to give this land to David. But listen to what David says. No, but I will buy it from you at full price. I will not offer burnt offerings to the Lord, my God, which cost me nothing. So David brought the, bought the threshing floor and the oxen, the 50 shekel, or for 50 shekels of silver. And David built there an altar to the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. So the Lord responded to the plea for the land and the plague was averted from Israel. In other words, David used the resources that came into his hand through wisdom to bless the kingdom of God uh, and the plague stopped. And I'm amazed on, uh, I see those who have resources uh, in, the, in the church anyway, uh, and as they give, it seems like God just gives them back all the time. They're using their resources to build the kingdom, to invest in the kingdom, uh, enlarge the kingdom of God. David's providing an altar, sacrifice, buying it all of his own. Uh, that's wisdom. Wisdom, uh, through wisdom, God stops the plague. We see in 1 Kings 8. Samuel, uh, the Bible said, gave tons of gold, silver, bronze to build the temple. The people gave as well, but, uh, but wisdom was in building the temple. Because what God did through the temple, the silver and the gold, uh, was just a tool uh, to build and make it possible. So I'm going to read you a few scriptures here, but in uh, context, Solomon gets all this wealth, the people get all this wealth together, we're going to build up a temple. They're not just building the temple for no reason, but it's for a reason they're built, they're using their resources. Uh, we're going to build something for God for, look at the reasons here. Verse 29, Solomon prays uh, at the temple, at the altar of the temple, he says this, uh, if you may, that you may listen to the prayers that your servant offers towards this place. And listen to the pleas of your servant and of your people Israel. When they pray towards this place and listen in heaven your dwelling place. And when you hear, forgive. Verse 31. If a man sins against his neighbor and is made to take an oath and comes and swears his oath before your altar in this house. Uh, then hear in heaven and act and judge your servant condemning the guilty by bringing his conduct on his own head, and vindicating the righteous by rewarding him according to his righteousness. Verse 33, when your people Israel were, are defeated before their enemies because they have sinned against you, and if they turn again to you and acknowledge your name and pray and plead with you in this place, then hear in heaven and forgive the sin of your people Israel and bring them again to the land that you gave to their fathers. When heaven is shut up and there's no rain because of the sin, they have sinned against you. If they pray towards this place and acknowledge your name and turn from their sins when you afflict them, then hear in heaven and forgive the sins of your servant, your people Israel, when you teach them to the good way in which they should walk and grant rain upon the land which you have given to your people as an inheritance. In other words, when life is hard and wrong, uh, and when defeat has touched our life, all we have to do is pray towards the king, uh, temple. Think how powerful this is. They had this in mind before building the temple. They invested all their resources. Uh, we're going to build this temple because they know that, listen, in time, as time gets difficult, hard, uh, when we sin against our neighbor, we sin against God, we fell in life. Uh, we can look towards this temple. It doesn't matter where we're at in the earth. Uh, 
We can look towards a reference point. We can look towards the temple. We can repent uh, and we can pray. And the Bible said God would come in uh, and do a miracle. They would find mercy. They'd find grace. Uh, uh, they'd find a hand of God working for them. Uh, so that was wisdom. They used their resources to build the temple. That uh, Amen. That temple was wisdom because out of that wisdom now uh, is coming forgiveness of sin. Uh, it's coming God's mercy and grace through all of life. So listen, wisdom teaches us things. There's things in wisdom that we need uh, for a living. Can you say amen? Look, thirdly, wisdom allows God to build a movement. I really want to home in here a little bit. Wisdom allows God to, uh, to, uh, to move in our life. Verse 19 and 20 is a picture of God's moving, building, and establishing. It says this, And the Lord, by wisdom, founded the earth. By understanding, He established the heavens, by his knowledge, the depth broke open and the clouds dropped down their dew. So there are areas in your life where you need God to move. Well, let me say, are there areas in your life where you need God to move? Think about that for a minute. Are there areas in your life where you need God to move? Maybe your mind. God, I need you to get into my mind and help me there. Maybe it's your emotions, your marriage, your children, your finances, uh, but we have to ask the question, God, are there, are there, I'm asking, are there areas in your life that say, God, I need you to move? God, I need you to help me. I need you to minister here. Uh, wisdom allows God to move here. Wisdom allows God to enter in. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say this as just nice as I can this morning, uh, but God cannot move through foolishness, nonsense, or stupidity. Can't say it any other way. God can't move in them areas. When we're being foolish, when we're being uh, stupid, uh, uh, amen, God said, I can't move there. Wisdom allows God in and allows God to move. Uh, uh, we can go to Luke chapter 15. This is a prodigal. Remember, uh, uh, when he comes to his senses, uh, God's able to move. But remember, he got foolish. He's in the house of God. He's thinking, this is not working for me. Uh, it's not what I want. Uh, I don't like the father, brother, whatever it was. Uh, I'm getting out of here. And he goes out. And we know the story didn't work out well for him. Uh, life started unraveling. Things started falling apart. Uh, it wasn't good. Uh, but when he came to his senses, God couldn't move in the foolishness. God couldn't move in the stupidity. Uh, it had to run his course. And it did. Thank God he came to his senses. Uh, and when he came to his senses, it says this, verse 17, but when he came to himself, the translation says senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have more uh, than enough bread to eat, but I am perishing with hunger, verse 18. I will rise and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servant when there when he came to himself there's wisdom here uh, i'm not worthy he's taking the humble seat uh, uh, how foolish i was to speak that way how foolish i was to leave uh, and act like i acted but when he when he repented of his foolishness god's able to come back or god's able to come uh, we know then the story remember he's coming back home uh, his father's got his hands open wide embraces him restores his life but that's through wisdom he came to senses. Uh, I'm going to get some wisdom here. I'm going to not run this foolishness uh, and this nonsense. Uh, I'm going to repent. And when he does, God comes in. 
Listen, if you, got, if you want God to move in your life, you may have to judge some things. You may have to judge some bitterness. You may have to judge some unforgiveness, some uncleanness, some rebellion. Because as long as you run in that foolishness, God can't move. As long as we're in that stupidity, God can't move. Uh, or whatever it might be to the prodigal son, uh, he had to judge his pride, his arrogance, uh, and his sinful life. He came to himself. Uh, he's judging self. He's judging this stupidity, uh, this foolishness. And he came to uh, and began to think, man, God's house wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad in the old man's house. It was, the church wasn't really that bad. You know, pastor did love me. Church did love me. Uh, it wasn't that bad. But he had, to, he had to come to his senses before any of that can happen. You know, if you want a strong Christian life, you have to build on God's word. Matthew 7, 24. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like to a wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain fell, the floods came, the wind blew and beat upon the house, but it did not fall because it was founded on a rock. Verse 26. And anyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them is like a foolish man who built his house upon the sand, and the rains fell, the floods came, the winds blew, and beat against the house, and it fell, and great was its fall. I've seen people backslide, and it was a hard fall. I've seen people go down hard, uh, and the only difference here was one took the wisdom of God's word and applied it. The other one, that's foolish. They don't, know, they don't know what they're saying. And we have to make a decision. Am I going to take God's word as truth and build my life upon it, or am I going to, that's ah, just foolish. I'll build how I want to build. I'll do what I want to do. Uh, well, the storms are coming. And they come, it's going to sort out who's foolish and who's wise. You know, if things are falling apart and breaking down, not working out in your life right now, you might ask yourself, am I building right? Am I being wise in what I'm doing, uh, or am I being foolish? Am I just emotional? If I'm just using the flesh, uh, we have to ask ourselves some questions here. Because the Bible says the storms won't hurt uh, the man who has wisdom here. Listen, when we built on God's word, taking the wisdom of his word uh, into our life, storms only make us stronger. Uh, when the storms came against this wise man's house, uh, there was no damage done, not even a window knocked out. I mean, there was no, no damage at all done. And this is the wisdom of God's word. When we build on his word, uh, amen, the devil can't break in here. But when we build on foolishness, uh, it said when the storms come, it was a great fall. Jesus is talking about life here. You know, God more than anything wants you to be strong, healthy, and prosperous. We find that all through Scripture. Because it's when we're strong, healthy, and prosperous, we can be most effective. When we're strong spiritually, uh, and when we got some wisdom, uh, I mean, we're prosperous in life, that comes through wisdom, uh, we're most effective. Look at Acts chapter 242. So they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Verse 33, And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were seeing, uh, or they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributed them 
of proceeds to all who had needs. And day by day, uh, attending the temple together and breaking of bread from house to house, they received their food uh, with glad and generous hearts. Verse 47, praising God and having favor with all the people. And Lord added to their number day by day those that should be saved. The scripture shows us that this church was strong, it was healthy, and it was prosperous because they took in the wisdom of God. Amen. They Remember, they, 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 uh, uh, they desired the word of God daily. They said they followed the, the apostles' doctrine. Uh, they had a love for the word of God. They had a love for the, the word that was being preached. I'm going to be there. Uh, they were strong. They were together. They were uh, house to house, they're in the temple serving God together, house to house, uh, there's prosperity, the Bible said they're selling uh, their belongings, even their big belongings, houses and land, uh, and selling them to meet needs into the church, and because they're strong, healthy, and prosperous, they're doing well. And listen, that comes out of wisdom. And God gives you and I wisdom, things that are stored in wisdom. Read our text, uh, I mean, long life, riches and honor, pleasantness, peace, uh, all in wisdom. God said, I want to give wisdom to my church so they can be strong, healthy, and prosperous uh, that they can uh, go on and touch the world for me. So if there's areas this morning uh, where you're being foolish, listen, I would say, I, I would encourage you to repent. Foolishness only leads to one place, and that's your down. Luke uh, 15, again, uh, this prodigal son Gives us the idea he's a disciple, he's a man of God in the house of God, but because of that, he got foolish, his whole life fell apart. Don't let that be you. Get some wisdom. You may talk to me, talk to Pastor Howard, talk to somebody smarter or wiser than you. When you go through things, ask God to help you. Let me close here. One life is full of ups and downs, twists and turns, struggles and difficulty, and many times we don't have control of that. Things are going to slap you in life. You've heard the term. And listen, how are you going to react? You can't just get wisdom real quick then. Uh, let me find a scripture. <laughs> that works sometimes. But listen, when life is against you, things are up and down. Uh, uh, listen, you have to have it in you. Because you're going to respond. You're going to react. Uh, you're going to say things. Uh, this is going to be out of wisdom or out of flesh. Two, wisdom has a rich treasure chest full of riches, honor, pleasantness, and peace for your life. But it said you have to embrace her, and you have to continue in it. If you want wisdom, if you want the, uh, the benefits of wisdom, you have to find her, uh, and then embrace her, uh, the Bible says. Third, uh, God will, or, or will you allow God to move in your life, because it requires wisdom. Listen, God can build up, straighten out, God can fix but listen, you have to use some wisdom here. I'm not going to be foolish anymore, thinking like that, acting like that. I'm going to open myself up to the Word of God. Right? Let's bow our heads this morning. Every head bowed, every eye closed. God wants to help some people here. I